Well, hello and welcome to this week's A Photographic Life, the beginning of a new year. For all the people all said, sit down, sit down, you're rocking the boat. The people all said, sit down, sit down, you're rocking the boat. And the devil will drag you under by the sharp lapel of your checkered coat. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, you're rocking the boat. Sit down, you're rocking the boat there, written by Frank Loza and included in the iconic 1955 musical Guys and Dolls. If you're a fan of Marlon Brando or Frank Sinatra, you'll be well aware of that. A photographer and a regular emailer contacted me recently and said that they do not agree with all that I write or say. That sounds good to me. But they thanked me anyway for doing what I do. As as far as they were concerned, I'm the only person who speaks out and speaks up as I do within the photographic community. I do not know why that is, but I can guess that it is because most have no intention of rocking the boat, as the repercussions could be negative. I never intend to rock any boat, but I do intend to continue to give it a little shake throughout 2022. As I've always believed that the fun is where the waves are choppy and that being becalmed is never a good idea. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? Slightly old-fashioned concept, perhaps today, but I think mine will be to remain open to all areas of photographic practice, but not to be consumed by the discussions that seem to suffocate them and create a sense of tribalism. Whilst completing my shopping in a local supermarket over the last couple of weeks, I noticed a pile of recent photographic magazines on the shelf where people leave books for others to read in return for a small donation in a bucket. I made a donation and picked up the magazines. It must be ten years since I last looked at an enthusiast magazine, and therefore I was inquisitive as to what this particular one was saying, showing and doing. Looking at the eight or so copies of Amateur Photographer, I recognised the disconnect between the photographs featured by the magazine's heroes, the images made by the staff of the magazine, and the work featured in the editorial features. The magazine was filled with lens reviews and info, rather than new cameras, a big change from ten years ago, when compact cameras, new DSLRs and compact system cameras seemed to be being launched every couple of weeks. But of course, today, the mobile phone, the smartphone, is that go-to camera for so many. There was some Photoshop, but not much. Again, a development from the sense of importance such magazines used to place on post-production techniques, which are now so easily available online for free. There was a lot of images of lakes and mountains, some flowers and insects, birds and animals, but little portraiture. The challenge of making a portrait still seems to be a challenge too far for many enthusiasts. The images by staff used as part of the lens reviews and camera reviews were generic and showed no connection with contemporary photographic practice. Images made by people who seem more interested in kit than photography itself, 
and in relationships with manufacturers rather than photographers. The editorial features were on the whole interesting and reflective of some aspects of what is happening in the broader environment of documentary and professional photography in the 21st century. However, they further emphasise the schizophrenic nature of the magazine. The reader's letters page further showed this view. Amateurs for whom the magazine is intended seem to be struggling with new concepts concerning photography that they had been presented with in previous issues. The negative and the positive bravely published and responded to by the editor, I thought. I have edited photography magazines in the past and I recognise the commercial and editorial issues that face every editor. I also recognise the issues that such a magazine has to deal with concerning the evolution of photography, whilst also understanding the retail situation with the manufacturers who they want to buy advertising and an ageing and traditional readership. AP seems to be doing a reasonable job, but it also shows clearly the divide between the amateur and contemporary photographer is becoming wider every week. A few months back, uh, Florence, my nine-year-old daughter, and I visited the Bristol Photography Festival, part of which was staged at the Bristol Museum and Art Gallery. I spoke about our experience in a previous podcast. Over Christmas, we returned to the gallery to see the Grayson Perry Art Club exhibition. Over lockdown, we both watched the Art Club television series and Florence even submitted an artwork. She loved the programme. She loved Grayson and his wife, Philippa, and definitely felt a connection with the work that she was being shown, which she was definitely inspired by, and the people creating the work. The exhibition of that work featured in the programme did not disappoint, unlike the photography festival. This exhibition was a template for what a photography exhibition could be. It was inclusive and warm, emotional and inspirational. Captions to every artwork gave context and insight. Florence read them all and we discussed them in depth. She had remembered work from the programmes and was excited to see them in the flesh in real life. The exhibition was busy with queues forming from 10am in the morning. Photography needs exhibitions like this and a television series that makes photography fun and inclusive. Photographers telling us what their favourite image is appeals to a few, but not to the masses as it could. And ranking, presenting everything else about photography on television, from competitions to recreations of iconic images, is not moving the move the medium, I should say, forward. In the 1970s, photographer Joe Partridge presented a series of programmes that mixed the how-to with the why and with professional photographers with great success. I'm now left with a couple of questions. I'm going to put them to you. Who is the photographic Grayson Perry? And can we have the equivalent camera club on TV, please? We're starting 2022 with a great contributor to what does photography mean to me? What does it mean to them? Well, 
we asked Art Stryber, an American portrait photographer best known for his portraits of entertainment and sports personalities. Stryber studied at Stanford University and graduated in 1984 and has been based in his hometown of Los Angeles ever since 1994. He is a regular contributor to the major Hollywood studios and networks, having shot posters and related promotional material for ABC, CBS, NBC, HBO, MTV, Universal Studios, DreamWorks and Sony Pictures. Stryber has also photographed behind the scenes at the Academy Awards every year since 2000 to the present day, excluding 2009. In 2005, American Photo Magazine named him one of the 100 most important people in photography. And in 2008, the Pacific Design Center in California presented him with the Star of Design Award for Photography. Stryber lectures and teaches frequently and is represented by giant artists. To me, photography is posterity, history documented one moment at a time. When I embark on a portrait session, I remind myself and often relay to my subjects that the photographs we are about to make aren't as much about right now as they are about 20, 30, or 50 years from now. In that way, all photography is documentary. Obviously, Wedding photography, sports photography, and photojournalism are documentary. But I would make the case that music, fashion, and street photography are also documentary. And by extension, portraiture is documentary. This past week, comedian Norm MacDonald passed away after a years-long struggle with cancer. I had forgotten that I had photographed Norm for Us Magazine 23 years ago in 1998 until I was reminded by a friend of mine who had assisted me on that shoot. Once I'd found the proof sheets in my archive, I was struck by a number of things, not the least of which was how the business and workflows of editorial portraiture have changed over the years. But more importantly, I realized that I had photographed Norm at the height of his fame after he had been fired from Saturday Night Live. My portraits were a part of Norm's story, and they were now a part of the historical record of a great American comedian. I believe that we remember our history and society's history mostly in terms of still photos and only occasionally in terms of video. A still image becomes part of a catalog of personal and collective memories, at least for those of us raised in the 20th century. But the question for the 21st century is, will the power of the still image be diminished by the ubiquity of photography that is created every single day on our cell phones, roughly estimated at 39 million images per day. Perhaps we should now be framing photography more in terms of currency than in terms of history. Thank you so much, Art, for your contribution this week and for kicking us off in 2022 with such enthusiasm. I have to say that I completely agree with Art on the basis of documentation, that idea of all areas of photography actually being documentary. It's something I've said myself a lot, and sometimes it's met with a kind of a quizzical look. often wonder why. It perhaps takes us back to something that uh, Bill Shapiro and I were talking about in the New Year's Eve special, about that idea that photographers have, that they've got to constantly pigeonhole themselves. 
Uh, after I received that contribution from Art, I should say I then received an email from him asking me to correct something in his math and reading out the wrong number. So he should have said 39 billion images and not 39 million. So there you go, Art. I did what you suggested and gave you a little correction. Thanks very much for your contribution this week. In the last week, I was made aware of a piece of text which is at the front of the book, Sebastião Salgado's book, From My Land to the Planet. And it's very much about that importance of taking your time. And I think in a world where everybody seems to think that uh, becoming a photographer and selling NFTs as quick as you can is the way forward, it's worth just reflecting on the importance of taking things slowly. So this is what uh, Salgado says at the beginning of his book. If you don't like to wait, you can't be a photographer. Once I arrived on Isabella Island in the Galapagos, beside a magnificent volcano called Alcido. This was in 2004. There was a giant tortoise, an enormous creature, weighing at least 200 kilos, one of those who gave the archipelago its name. Every time I approached, the tortoise moved away, and although it wasn't walking fast, I could never manage to photograph it. So I started to think and told myself that when I photograph human beings, I never land in the middle of a group incognito. I'm always introduced. Then I introduce myself to everyone. I explain, I talk, and gradually we get to know each other. I realised that in the same fashion, the only way in which I was going to photograph this tortoise was to get to know it, to get onto its wavelength. So I began to imitate its behaviour. I crouched down and began to move at its height, hands and knees on the ground. From that moment onwards, the tortoise no longer moved away. As soon as it halted, I immediately took a step backwards. The tortoise came towards me. I moved back again. I waited a few moments and then gradually I approached slowly. The tortoise took another step towards me and I took another one backwards. Then it came towards me again and calmly let me look at it. Then I was able to start photographing. Getting this tortoise to come close took a whole day. A whole day to make it understand that I respected its territory. Some important advice there from a master of photography for us all to find our own inner tortoise. The start of any year can be a challenge, and I think the start of 2022 is certainly going to be that. It's that time when you start thinking about new projects, new ways of addressing clients, perhaps refreshing the website, thinking a little bit about how you use social media and perhaps how social media uses you, that time for new beginnings. And I hope that you're feeling positive about that. And I hope that you're setting yourself expectations that can be achieved because there's absolutely nothing worse than failing on something in those first couple of months of the year. It's not really setting yourself off in the right way. So I hope 
that that's the case for you, that you're starting to be positive and feel good about things. I know that from my perspective, a few shoots are getting commissioned and that's always a good feeling. I also know that there are some projects on the way and that's also good. And I also am aware of all the great photographers we've already got lined up for you over the coming months to share their experience and their knowledge and their feelings about what photography means to them. It's certainly a strand we're going to keep uh, working on and bringing you on a weekly basis. If you're listening to this podcast on any platform that allows you to rate or write a review, it would be great if you could do that. Obviously, if it's a positive rating and review, all the better. I am aware that on Spotify, you can now rate podcasts. It's a simple click system. And I think if uh, I'm right, five stars is the maximum. Very kindly, a few of you have already started to review us in this way and it's looking good and we're up on the five stars. So thank you very much for that. Over the Christmas and New Year, I thanked you in those episodes for your support and for your continued engagement with what we do. I hope you're still enjoying it. But 2022 is going to be a tough year. And I think that from a photographic perspective, actually what the word photography means may well be addressed in a number of ways. I've seen that Canon are already talking about stopping the making, the selling of their high-end professional DSLR cameras. I wonder what that means for the professional photographic environment. Does it mean that Canon no longer see a future there? I know that Nikon, as a camera company, have been under financial strain for some time, as have Olympus. The march of the smartphone as our go-to camera is not going to disappear. And there's no doubt that the only way in which people can get us to buy their smartphones, those manufacturers, are by increasing the quality of the camera. I think it's about time that we recognise that. And I think 2022 is going to be a year of change. But just because it's change, it doesn't have to be negative. It doesn't mean to say that we have to hang on to the past for the sake of hanging on to the past. I've always believed that we should be informed by the past, but we don't need to be dictated by it. I hope you agree with that because I know that some of the photographers we're going to be bringing you over the coming months and the coming year and some of the discussions may be quite challenging for anybody who is harking back to the old days of photography. Life, a photographic life, is all about evolution and change. And we're looking to reflect that. And I'm looking to reflect that too. I promise you that I won't be talking about NFTs very much at all unless something dramatic happens. But I'm also aware that that's just the beginning of the changes that we're about to see. It's going to be a choppy ride. We're going to head for the rough water. And as I said at the beginning of this episode, occasionally I might rock the boat. It might be an idea to hang on tight 
make sure you've got something to give you some buoyancy. And of course, take care. Thank you.